Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. It's Friday. It's news time. It's big, sexy action news time. Hello and welcome to this week's UWP Untitled Wrestling Podcast Weekly News Roundup. Uh, I'm Troy, joined today by Big Tasty. How are you, mate? Not bad. But I've deposed Jay and stolen <laughs> his seat, like just like uh, just like an anchorman. <laughs> Usurped him. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So. Uh, few bits to get through today um, yeah, i mean it's not it's not the blockbuster aew is signing everybody that we had last week but <laughs> but there's still plenty to talk about indeed there is there is um just before we start uh if you want to comment discuss chat about any of the items that we bring up in this week's news episode or anything else that you think we may have missed out give us a shout on twitter at untitled rest pod and join our discord server uh, at Untitled Rest Pub as well. So we'll kick off, as usual, uh, as always, with some WWE news. Uh, according to What Culture's Andy Murray, Jeff Jarrett was quietly released from his backstage role in April. I thought he was part of that whole NXT India thing. I mean, is he allowed back in India after Rinka King? I don't know. What's the, um, what's, what's the deal there? <laughs> was, was Rinka King quite bad? No, but Scott Steiner nearly started a legitimate riot. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> he managed to like no he managed to, like deeply offend like the entire crowd. Christ! And like, like he was getting heat, so, but you know you tell Scott Steiner to get heat, and he gets like murder heat. Mm. Oh dear. So um, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, so this is breaking news. This was announced. This literally popped up on Twitter about sort of an hour ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's um. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure. What exactly he was doing backstage, like how much, um, how much involvement he had with stuff, but um, it'd be interesting to see where he goes next, I guess. Um, yeah. like, could, um, could Global Force Wrestling be do a comeback? <laughs> Please, God, no, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a front for a pyramid scheme again. <laughs> uh, based on who's where, I'd say it's a fairly decent shout. He could end up doing something with NWA. That's a great shout. That's a really good based, shout. Based on like who's who's there behind the scenes, and you know he's he's quite friendly with Nick Aldis, isn't he? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, good shout. Uh, good maybe, shout. Look, maybe look from there. Yeah. Imagine he goes like New Japan and becomes like their head booker or some random Fuck. bullshit. Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeff Jarrett is. I mean, without being without being mean to the guy, he is the literal definition of failing upwards. <laughs> of what? Failing upwards, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's a, cor- it's a corporate term. Like if you're particularly a white man and you do badly at your job, but you still get promoted. Brilliant! <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> Sensational. Um. So next up, we've got Andrew Zarian. 
says the WWE will be doing a Queen of the Ring tournament. So obviously we've had King of the Ring. Um, Xavier Woods is still petitioning that to come back, by the way. Fucking needs to happen um, and do it. But, but we're getting Queen of the Ring instead, apparently. And it's currently um, slated to start on the October 10th episode of SmackDown. Awesome. Which is, which is interesting because it's a SmackDown the show with like three women on it. Yeah. I mean, there's... They've added a couple. Obviously, Zelina Vega came back recently. Tony Storm's now on there. Um, Naomi yeah. has been moved over to SmackDown. You've got, you've got to assume that it'll be it, it'll be you've got to assume it'll be cross brand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe maybe cool. even including NXT. Mm, I'd like it to. I doubt it will, but I'd very much like it to. It would it would give it a lot more legitimacy, I think, because all your all sure. your absolute badasses are in NXT. On you know yeah. you can't you can't have a Queen of the Ring tournament without Theo Shirai, surely. Oh, oh, I mean, for me, who's winning this? Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. She's got to make sense. It's in her name. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 surely it exists for that purpose, but she'll get she'll get beat by a spooky doll or something. Don't worry. Yeah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's cool though. Like this, this is something for me. They should have done a while ago. And I know we don't see King of the Ring as often as we we used to, like a few years ago. But it's a pretty cool format. And I've said it a few times when WWE invest in doing a proper tournament kind of bracket like they're really really good um everything they did with the cruiserweight classic was super the may young uh as well so hopefully they'll do this properly but yeah really cool to see especially with them like they recently sort of nixed any sort of rumors of a second evolution pay-per-view didn't they so if they're taking that away yeah. If they're not having another women's pay-per-view, then at least this sort of women's tournament is a sort of way to sort of still feature yeah, exactly. the performance yeah yeah uh, moving on, uh, according to Matt Men's uh, Andrew Zarian, again, uh, friend of the podcast, he is at this point, get all the, all the news off him. Um, barring COVID restrictions, he's heard from a source that WWE is planning its return to Saudi Arabia for October the 21st. Hey, they could do the uh, Queen of the Ring finals there. Well, apparently, there's a rumor going around that they may well be doing it there. That would be interesting, yeah, because I mean, they've only had. Two women's matches, yeah, there, two, two women's matches, yeah. So, to I guess to kind of make a statement, that's the, the boldest one you can make is having the the culmination of your first queen of the ring in a country that famously doesn't do that sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I these Saudi the the only plus for these Saudi shows for me is that they're on at a fairly decent time to watch, but that doesn't mean that what I'm watching is any good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have a they have a checkered past to say the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To put it mildly, yeah. um, whether it's you know the the nature of the of the payments, the um, the the stranding of talent, <laughs> um, the 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 destruction of the fiend. Jesus, don't remind me. Oh, Just, and and whatever the fuck that brother destruction match was um, with DX. Don't worry about it. Worry yeah. About it. And and concussion central, you know it's it's been a it's been a rich tapestry of um <laughs> of, of fucking travesties in this in these sad shows, isn't it? Um, oh god! So I can only I can only I can only wait with bated breath to see what new depravity they can inflict on us. So yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, um, one thing that no one's looking forward to is the contingencies. WWE is currently looking at apparently six or seven venues they could bounce between if future COVID restrictions interrupt their COVID, their tour, interrupt, sorry, their touring schedule, not their COVID schedule. It might be a COVID schedule. The COVID schedule, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I think, the, I think the, the big one they're talking about is they're really worried about SummerSlam, aren't they? Mm, Potentially. Yeah, yeah. I, I, obviously, we in the UK, we, we don't know 
uh, as much, but I didn't we, realize... We, we don't know anything because our government doesn't know anything. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I hadn't realized that COVID cases were rising that rapidly that this was starting to become a genuine concern. And there's, there's a bit we'll get onto later of AEW where they voice similar concerns and they're kind of... Well, it was only... So I was watching Dynamite last night and I put it on the, put it on the big telly and Sarah caught a bit of it and she was like, what's the... She said to me, like, what's what's the, the sort of COVID situation in America at the moment? Like, because mm. they've got these full arenas and I was like, I, honestly, I don't know. Mm. Like, because like, now Trump's not shouting lies about it every third day. <laughs> it's, it's easy to just let it sort of disappear under the radar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah. I mean, obviously, they've got to do what's 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 best, not best for business, but you know, what's the safest sort of thing. And if that means going back under kind of a, a lockdown and restrictions, then fine. But it's ah, it would be a shame. Um, they know they can do it now. They, they you know, they've had they've had sixteen months to kind of run that, and and you know, but it's it's a shit of just sort of getting used to having fans back and having that atmosphere and. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't think they'd want to go back to the Thunderdome um, in terms of expense and in terms of the perception of how it looks. Mm. Like Vince doesn't like losing, does he? And like I think he he'd see this he'd as, see that as a loss as losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, Becky Lynch apparently, according to Ringside News, won't be returning anytime soon, or she at least won't be back before the next draft. I can't remember when the next draft is scheduled for, whether it's just after SummerSlam or if it's a little later, like October, but I know they've got one coming up. I had like, I, for year. some reason, I mean, I've, I've literally paid no attention. I had September, October in my head. Mm. That sounds about right. I mean, SummerSlam is the back like, end of August. It's always it? like, so, it's always like the fall draft, isn't it? It's like the autumn. Yeah. Like the, it's like the start of the football Transition. season. Because sort of, yeah. they've got to, they've got to shake it up to compete with Monday Night Football. So. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I mean, it's ringside news to so take it with a, truckload of salt a truckload of salt <laughs> so expect Becky Lynch back next week um, <laughs> but no I mean it, it's what's interesting though is they have been they have been addressing Becky Lynch on TV and also Charlotte's been mentioning her in her promos yeah um, I think that I don't think they bring her back until Charlotte's got the belt back because mm. I don't think you have you can't have Becky come in and squash Nikki I don't think that's how you bring her back no, no, no Becky, sorry. not you need to come back to fight someone who the crowd want to see get their ass kicked and then the moment mm. that's Charlotte yeah yeah it makes sense um, I'm excited to see her back obviously um, the thing that sort of disappoints me is that it feels like that the, the vibe I get from chatter you hear on the internet comments you see on forums and stuff is that kind of Becky Lynch coming back is almost like the saviour of the women's division and while she is very good and while she is the most over woman on the roster and she's not even active at the moment. It's a shame. And I think we, we spoke about this a few months ago when the Becky Lynch rumor started surfacing again, is that there's almost this dependency on well, she needs to come back for the women's division to have relevance. And yet they've got tens, 20 women there, raw SmackDown NXT that are all more than capable of being elevated to that same level. And they're just not. And it's this reliance on, well, Becky comes back, everything could be fine. So, well, there's plenty of other women there you could be doing this with. Yeah, just, just, build, would, just build someone else. Just build someone else. Like people would buy, people buy into it. Like they're just not given the opportunity. So whilst I'm excited to see her come back, it's a shame that it feels like a lot hinders on her coming back. In it's almost like she's, she's like, she's like this crutch that the creative are sort of keeping. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just spin the wheels until Becky can come back and then, yeah, you know, it. it'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of things that make you a bit sad, <laughs> <laughs> according to Fightful Select, Karrion Cross was originally supposed to lose to Jeff Hardy for a second week in a row before they had to change plans due to Hardy testing positive for COVID-19. Again, your boy, Andrew Zarian, um, was told that before Jeff Hardy tested positive for COVID, the plan was for Karrion Cross to keep losing on Raw until Scarlett showed up. Jesus Christ. Wow. I mean, it shouldn't be losing in the first place. It doesn't right. matter who uh, it's to. Has, has anybody had such, like, weird booking? Has anyone been booked so dominantly on NXT and then been booked so abysmally on main roster? Like, is this, is he was polar opposite. He was literally unbeaten on NXT. Yeah. And then, months. He, and then the plan was for him to not win at all on Raw. It's it, it's baffling. I don't understand. Like and then as you say, like at the end, like Andrew Zarian's told that apparently until Scarlet shows up. But then I heard various things, obviously chatter for him to sat the other that apparently they see something in Scarlet as her on her own in the women's division and not aligned with Cross. So I'm confused here. Like is Scarlet doing something on her own? Are they putting her as a, a part of the women's division or are they having it kind of play into the story where he loses until she turns up and then that's the kind of thing that sparks and ignites it, but that doesn't yeah, but by make that sense. Point, that's nonsense. By that point, you, you the ship by that point. No, no one will care by that point, exactly. Yeah. So, um, he's he's, by that point, he's the fucking Ascension. <laughs> oh, the Ascension. God, don't don't do that to me. I love the Ascension, like NXT Ascension. Yeah. Like, oh, again, yeah. Like look, talking about the, the dichotomy of the booking, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what nonsense. We'll see. I don't know. They, they, they might have something really big up their sleeves. They won't. They haven't. But you know, you, 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 you like to hope this is some like four D chess shit that we just can't see the, the, the big picture. But no, it's not. It's just the <laughs> robot team. A, they're either a booking out of spite because they hate him, mm. or they they, they 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 don't like the way he was booked in NXT, or B, they literally just have no idea what they're doing. Vince is punishing him because he used to be an impact. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Per the Wrestling Observer newsletter, WWE has interest in bringing Braun Strowman back to the company, uh, apparently, especially after recent AEW signings. I mean, if <laughs> if AEW potentially signing Punk and Brian, and this is their... And Malachi Black. And Malachi, and th- this is their retort, this is their response to it, I will, will bring Braun back. Fucking hell. Yep. Yeah, they, say, um, they say the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. <laughs> the greatest trick that AEW ever pulled was convincing WWE they were interested in Braun Strowman, so they signed him back. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> uh, I don't, Braun Strowman for me doesn't go anywhere else other than WWE. Oh, he, yeah, I, he, he, you could see maybe like a impact. A, you know, you, I think you could see a, like a big, a big, um, a big impact, a, a big gaijin thing in Japan. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, uh, you, can see him, you can see him. You can see him go and get that like tense eye push. <laughs> Lord Strowman. <laughs> um, I would be against yeah. seeing him come back if they booked him properly again. Like when he was going for that kind of like proper monster run a couple of years ago, where he was pulling scaffolding down and tipping trucks over. That for me is when they should have pulled the trigger on him, and they didn't. If they bring him back and he's like that, fine. He, they bring he, him back and he's got the choo-choo train noises. He's, he's, yeah. just, another, he's just another guy they said to Lesnar. And what, yeah. what, did, that get, what did that get us? Yeah, exactly. When, yeah. We, when we're all looking at it and going, this is a terrible long-term booking, why are they doing this? And mm. here we are two, two, three years down the line and it's all gone to fuck. And like, yeah. oh, 
what, what did it achieve? Because Lesnar's not around. Strowman's gone. He's he's fucking worked. He's 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 he wiped him out. Samoa Joe, his best year's gone. You know yeah. what was it all for? Yeah. Nonsense. What did it achieve? Sweet FA. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, maybe okay, you know maybe Strowman can come back and murder. I mean, it'd be nice because Roman's on this big tear, and like Strowman was like the one guy who could really step to him. Mm. Wasn't it? So if they bring him back as like Roman's like final boss, yeah, that could be that could be something there. Maybe I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, I don't trust them to do it properly. They'll probably bring him back as like a, lit- a literal like Starlight Express style fucking living train. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're gonna pair him with a manager, aren't they? And make him like the fat controller. He'll come back as like the literal Strowman Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. Because you know they will. <laughs> Don't put ideas in their head. They can pair him with the fucking Brazilian veterans. They'll come out to ticket the ride. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> uh, right, moving on. Apparently, WWE management isn't too concerned about CM Punk possibly signing with AW, but, quote, a certain network is not very happy about it. Got to think that's USA, right? Yeah, surely. Or Fox, maybe, because he was not talking smack, wasn't he? Oh, of co- oh, yeah, yeah, of course he was, yeah. Yeah, probably Fox uh, then. As per, again, uh, Matt Mans and Bizarian, there are a lot of people in WWE who think CM Punk's stock was down due to his UFC losses. Uh, so they're more disappointed about Daniel Bryan potentially doing Right. Uh, this ties in. I'm going to very briefly. So um, there was a WWE earnings call yesterday. Mm. And one question, I think it was Sean Rossap asked. Again, Sean Rossap, absolute bay. You know, top, top news boy. Yeah, top news um, boy. He basically asked Vince directly something along the lines of... Um, are you concerned about the sort of growing popularity of AW with the recent rumored signings? Are you seeing them as some sort of like rising tide? Hmm. And so I, we we posted we mean a bit a, a bit with this on Discord. Um, I think Nick Khan and um, Vince were sort of replying. Um, basically, Nick Khan says he doesn't look at specific companies as competition. He just sees everything as competition. He wants he wants hmm. he wants the whole lot basically. Yeah. He hilariously said he sees sleep as competition, which, you know, if you've uh, watched Raw right lately, sleep is serious competition for WWE Raw. <laughs> um, as, as, as was pointed out by Brian Alvarez <laughs> in a spicy tweet. Um, but then Vince, Vince said something on the lines of um, he looks at AEW and he doesn't really see where their investments are. He said, uh, if it's in the talent, then maybe we can give them some more investment. Which is basically Vince saying, maybe we can sack some more wrestlers for AEW to go and make them the global stars. Wow. Which is kind of, I mean, how tone deaf can you be? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Which I think it's I think it's basically Vince is trying to just big dick out of the CM Punk thing. And you think, oh CM Punk, perhaps who the fuck? I don't know. Who, I don't remember CM. I don't, I don't remember who CM Punk is, mate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we don't want him. We never wanted him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like when you see your ex with someone else and you try and claim that you never loved her. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that. <laughs> uh, so yeah interesting uh, it's going to see I mean AW did 1.1 million this week mm, they did and the demo is within 100,000 of rows that's mad so you know we could be crossing them streams sooner rather than later because Raw did 1.5 right. yeah it's getting there it's creeping yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes for events. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, luck, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with. We, me and Aaron talked about this very briefly on the AW show last night. Um, I think Punk's a lot more fragile as mm. a as a as a as a as a an asset. 
So we're talking about like how do these guys come in if they are coming into AW? How do Punk and Brown come in? Yeah. And like we were saying, like because you know, spoiler alert, Hangman lost last night, so they're pushing that, kicking that can down the road. So it's not going to be Hangman Kenny anytime soon. Yeah. Um, it's just setting up for the two new guys to come in and fight Kenny. But then I don't think you can put Punk in against Kenny because if Kenny beats Punk, then Punk's kind of washed up already. Dead in the water, yeah. Yeah. I think Brian can take the loss because he lifted the headline WrestleMania a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. But I think Punk needs to hit the ground running. He needs a big win. Uh, I think he's he's a lot more, like I said, he needs to be protected a bit more. He's got that. If if you if you play him as a guy who gets beat, then all of a sudden it's, oh shit, yeah, he hasn't wrestled for 10 years. He lost with the UFC mm-hmm. matches. So I think it's a fuck. Yeah, maybe you have him come in and go after the TNT title, dethrone Miro. That's well, a statement. Well, Darby called him out, didn't he? Um, oh yeah, last night, uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. It's interesting, um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Indeed. Uh, one little bit of NXT news. Uh, some people apparently have noticed that Drake Maverick has revived his YouTube channel with PW Insider speculating that he could be preparing for post a post WWE future. Um, I mean- I mean, he hasn't done a great deal since they brought him back, really, has he? I mean, he had the whole thing with Killian Dane. But where's that now? Where's Dane? Exactly. <laughs> Dane's gone now. Um, he's not doing an awful lot, which is a shame because Trey Maverick is a thoroughly, thoroughly entertaining guy. Yeah. Really, really good in the ring. We saw everything in that. Um, the, what's it called? Like the, the interim cruiserweight championship kind of tournament thing they put on where they crowned Escobar. Um yeah, he's really, really good. And I would hope that they've still got something for him there. But it seems to kind of, they've lost lost the way with what they plan on doing with him or or whatever since Dane's gone. And um, yeah, kind of seldom see him on TV. But hopefully, wh- whatever happens, like he'll continue to be kind of on screen, whether it's for his, as I say, his, his YouTube channel or, or goes to, another promotion I don't know but he's a, a very very entertaining guy so. oh I mean he's one of those guys where if, if he were to be released again he would absolutely land somewhere because he's, he's too good not to work yeah absolutely so he, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be he'll be fine he'll be, he'll be, he'll be right whether he's Rockstar Spud whether he's Drake Maverick he'll find yeah. a way yeah uh, yeah, so on to some AEW news. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, there's a lot of AEW news, and it's, it's all about it's all it's all about um, City of Chicago and uh, certain people who were born there <laughs> uh, should we say? Um, but before that, we'll, we'll get some some, some miscellaneous stuff out of the way. Um, so on this week's Dynamite, uh, the match between FTW, uh, FTW, if that was earlier on, FDR and Proud and Powerful, Cash Wheeler took the cut on the arm, very nasty cut, uh, mm. basically sort of hit the metal in between the turnbuckle and the post. It went around the turnbuckle somehow. Yeah, um, it was a nasty. really deep cut. Like he mm. he was out of the match, yeah, he, he couldn't continue. Um, he had to go to the outside, and he was he so many outside. He was applying constant pressure to his arm. So yeah, was, there was it towels was a, everywhere. There was about three, four guys. Right yeah, there. it was a real deep cut, real bad bleed. Yeah. Um. Uh. Apparently, uh, PW Insider had called it a completely freak accident, like, just a random. It wasn't like no no one's it was a fault. He just sort mm-hmm. of cut his arm in the wrong place. And he's he's okay, obviously. It's it's, it's just a cut. I'm doing finger finger cuts yeah. here. You know, albeit a bad one. But it's not clear yet if you're on this time. Obviously, it probably might need stitching or something. Or I, mean, I don't know. I've never, I've never suffered a severe arm cut. I don't know how they, how they get fixed. And <laughs> um, not clear yet if you'll be out. Um, I don't know if it was in character or not. But Dax was on Twitter last night um, bashing news reporters who were trying to get in touch with him to um, to ask about Cash's status. And he said, really? "Stop trying to." Stop running if you're inquiring about my friend, just so you can put it in your newsletter. Basically, get fucked because you know he's my friend and he hurt himself. 
Wow. <laughs> but that that that's like so he likes to shoot it like in character on Twitter, so I don't know how much of that was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well so, hopefully, uh fingers crossed, gets better soon. Um it is not missing any time because uh yeah, yeah. It, it feels like they, they're just sort of spinning up the FTR Proud of Alpha feud and it's you know, I want to hopefully they don't miss any time to do that. Hopefully just doesn't take the steam out of it because it's yeah really entertaining. Next up. Bodyslam.net claims that AEW is very worried about the shows being cancelled due to possible restrictions relating to increasing COVID cases and have started conversations on what to do if that happens again. Uh, We touched on it with WWE, with them looking at several locations, uh, should the worst happen. Um, And yeah, similar to kind of what we said with that, I think applies to this as well. It'll be a shame, but... Yeah, I mean, I think that the big difference here, though, is that AEW has Daily's Place... Yeah, and, and they know they can put a crowd in there, yeah, yeah. safely, and they've exactly. done it before. And it, I don't think it's quite the. I mean, it's it's in a way it's worse because they have very clearly booked venues around individuals. Mm-hmm. You know that they're, they're running in Chicago. I don't know why they're running. You know, a big show in New York. I don't yeah. know why. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. and you, you you get the feeling that big things went to happen. Like this was this was all this was happening to them in twenty twenty as well. Like the Brody mm-hmm. Lee debut was was sort of was was spoiled basically because you couldn't do it in New York. But mm-hmm. it had to be postponed a year. Uh, so it's happened to them before, and they they've shown that they will just push it today in this place if they have to. Um, yeah. Worst yeah. case scenario, uh, and they know they can at least like you say they can have fans in. To that they can have like a couple of thousand fans in Daly's place exactly, and the wrestlers yeah. around the ring doing like the cheering and stuff. So it, they can make it work. It's yeah. ideal. We'd obviously we'd love them to. I'd love them to do a packed Chicago show. I'd, I want that New York show so badly mm. in in Arthur Ashe Stadium. I really want that to happen. Yeah, but we just have to wait and see. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, speaking of Chicago, um, Tony Khan and AEW's EVP. So they are the Young Bucks and Kenny, I believe. I think they're the EVPs. Uh, took a project uh, to- and Cody. And Cody, he's seen yeah. he's, he's like vice president. I don't know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> basically, it's, it's the elite and Tony yeah. basically um, took a plane to probably just Chicago on Sunday to film some promotional footage. According to again, Bodyslam.net's Casty Haynes, it's not clear what they were filming, but the report mentions plans to turn Chicago into their number two market. And when not if they'll debut CM Punk in his hometown and a future show at the 20,000 plus seat United Center as possible. Well, we now know that we now the, know that's that is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be for the second rampage, which is what the trademark of first dance was for. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're, they're sort of they're sort of already laying the groundwork. There's been a lot of CM Punk adjacent dialogue on Dynamite. I mean, Darby Allen out and out called him out, like yeah, and the, yeah, there's 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 lots and lots of stuff. Um, earlier in the week, they they used the phrase "in living color." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. and I, I, one thing I mentioned on on the like Matt Jackson did a a trademark CM Punk move. In the match last night, he did what that did he sort do? of running knee into the corner with the bulldog running out of it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The running yeah. knee into the yeah. corner and then the bulldog out. Mm-hmm. Which again, yeah. I don't know if that's just me reading it, me seeing things that aren't there or whether that's no, Matt Jackson. Was, I mean, I, I know Matt Jackson's a, a f- yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's looking very, it's looking very, very, very heavily like if CM Punk is debuting, that it will be on that rampage, yeah. Absolutely, it's yeah. It, it's so uh, weird though because it's like it's the second rampage. You think they'd make it the first one, we're going to push it back a week, but mm-hmm. it's going to be going to be so bizarre. Uh, but I mean, I mean, I suppose that means they get to do two big ones. You get to do the first rampage and then mm-hmm. like the first dance the next well, week. The so fact that they're having it in double double pop basically. 
Yeah, yeah. The fact they're having it in the United Centre is massive as well. Um, I was speaking to Phil Lindsay uh, and Tom Clark yesterday on um, on Tom's main event podcast and discussing the fact that you don't just book the United Centre like knowing that you aren't going to fill it. Like it's a it's a yeah. big venue. It's a 24,000. Uh, the last big promotion to do anything in there, like pay per view wise, was WCW. Yeah. And they did Spring Stampede in 2000. It's like 20, that, 21 years ago. And before that, WWE did SummerSlam there in 94. There's yeah. been nothing. So they, yeah. And surely, surely they can't just have it booked for a one hour show as well. No. Well, they, they film everything there, don't they? Because the, the one in North Carolina, Tom was saying yes, because Tom, Tom went to that one. And they do Dark, Dark Elevation and Rampage. All, so they'll be filming it all there. So it won't yeah. just be for for dynamite or for rather rampage, but you think they'll do, think they'll do a dynamite there as well, though. While they're um... makes sense. Because again, I don't think you could sell a twenty thousand seat stadium. Oh yeah, come and watch an eight one hour dark. show or dark. Yeah, exactly. No, no, they'll be filming a few bits there. Yeah, unless yeah. they do a house show on it afterwards or something. Or... Hmm. But again, I don't know. I That's mean, it's, huge, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how how they can pack that out. Because um, obviously, and do they advertise punk? To push ticket sales, or do they just have the surprise? The they're just they're going to keep there. teasing it, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they're not going to out and out say he's going to be there, but I mean, yeah, it will sell tickets. Just it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm saying it now. <laughs> Where are they running uh, all out from? Uh, I don't know actually. I'm not I'll too just Google sure. That. Uh, when it all out is September 5th, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the Now Arena in the Chicago suburb of Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Oh, okay. So not, not. I mean, you not think maybe... Miles away. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's going to be a big week because they've got, um, like it says here, um, regarding CM Punk, um, Cassidy Haynes said Punk is, one, quote, 100% for Chicago. I mean, obviously, if, if you if you have CM Punk and you're running shows in Chicago, you, there's no universe in which you don't just put those things together. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like you don't debut punk in like fucking Texas with respect to Texas, do you? You know, it's, it's got it's got to be Chicago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because uh, it will be white hot when he comes out. Mm. The crowd, the crowd will just spontaneously combust. Combust, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they've got the, the September first episode of Dynamite. They've got the September third episode of Rampage, and then that weekend they want to have all out on September the fifth. So there's mm-hmm. a big lot of shows there for them to for them to think about where to put him Christ, and, and, and a good thing is they, well, they could debut him on one show and then have him wrestle on another quite easily yeah. Um, yeah. so they can get him into the ring real quick and like really maximise their exposure of him while he's mm. in Chicago which is quite handy because they've got those sort of three events yeah definitely uh, after Wrestling Observer Newsletter noted that AW and Punk could lead to WWE becoming interested in bringing him back. Ringside News says they were explicitly told that WWE has no interest in doing business with Punk. I quote. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing the, I'm finger going so hard. I'm getting arthritis here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is literally just, again, CM Punk, no, nah, never heard of him, mate. Never I heard f- of him. forgot all about him. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> never loved you anyway. No, we never loved CM Punk. It was just, <laughs> just did a few marks. We never wanted him. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know how much of this is just sour grapes. A, a lot. <laughs> All of it. One hundred percent sour grape. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 it almost feels. I mean this. I would say this might. I don't. I don't want to say it feels petty, but this is literally a guy who they fired on his wedding day. So you know, 
It's yeah. it's never not been petty between Punk and WWE, has it? Exactly. Exactly. Um, Okay, so speaking of um, other rumored AW signings on his Keeping It 100 podcast, top shooter Conan. (laughs) Top lad. Apparently said he just straight up asked Tony Khan if he'd signed Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, And Tony Khan basically said, I think his record was, I know, you know, I can't tell you that. And then smirked. (laughs) So so that's a yes. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, because Tony Khan has, I, I would love to play poker with Tony Khan because he's very rich and he has a like, shit poker face. <laughs> Clean house. <laughs> Don't let him get around a table with the ABA. He'd come away with nothing. He'd come away with <laughs> for, for Rook owning fucking AEW. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, apparently, the reason Conan asked this was because he was wanting to book Brian in AAA. Oh, which, yes, please. Yes, please. Brian at Triple Mania. I mean, that show is already bonkers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just throw Brian Anderson in there. Well and- members of commentary just blading for no reason. It's <laughs> mental. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that'd be pretty cool. I, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Where if this stuff with punk wasn't going on, if there was, there was no chance of him going there, no rumors or anything, Brian going to AEW, is colossal news in itself. That is, that is like going, break the internet level yeah, news. Now Daniel it's like Bryan now it's like a f- to AEW is overshadowed. It's almost like second, third, like tier news. Like yeah. it's mad. It's mental. But it's it's cool. Like if if he does go there, or it's likely he will go there, because the amount of stuff that opens up. Apparently there were details here and there thrown about this week over what his contract with them. May well, apparently, or may apparently not one, of the, one of the one of one of the sort of strong elements of his negotiation was he wanted to be able to work New Japan, which yeah. is yeah. obviously fine because Lance Arch is going to do that right now. Exactly. So, exactly. You know. I think it was like a, a lesser schedule uh, for the same similar money, um, more creative control over his character and the ability to go over to Japan and work there. Yeah. I mean, if he gets that, oh boy. Everybody, and also if Tony Khan buys the, the, the rights to the final countdown by Europe, please. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Tempest is about to make a lot of money. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Won't be seeing Europe touring this year. They don't need to. <laughs> Never need to tour again. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, everybody wins, don't they? Really? Yeah. yeah. It, it's great. Fans win. Daniel Bryan wins. AW wins. It's it's just great. It's fantastic. Um, it. Yeah. Uh, and a last little bit of AW news, a little fun one here. Uh, Domino's are apparently considering pulling their advertising from AEW shows following a spot on this week's Dynamite, which featured Nick Gage cutting Chris Jericho with a pizza cutter. <laughs> this is according to Cultaholic. Now, you watched the show, didn't you? Uh, I did, did, you yeah. watch it? did you watch the adverts on it as well? I didn't. No, I didn't see the adverts on it, but apparently the picture in picture was him getting his head cut open with the cutter, and the advert was the Domino's Pizza advert side by side, so it was like we un- are in this Zoom call at the moment. Unfortunate timing, should we say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, as, as people have said on our Discord, I'd, I, if I was Domino's, I'd, I mean, Papa John's would because they're bad boys. I'd bad lean, boys. I'd, I'd lean all into this. I'd go with like a Jericho pizza with like fucking red sauce slushed all over the top of it, you know. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> like uh, a blood like a bloody like a bloody mary drizzle on top or something you know that's it <laughs> <laughs> give me an AEW branded pizza cutter give me everything 
But yeah, apparently people who people who sell pizza or big corporations that sell pizzas don't like it when deathmatch wrestlers cut each other out with pizza cutters. Who'd, Who'd have thought, thought it? Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one other bit of AEW news, uh, which we jumped over. Uh, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer says that Moxley could be facing off against a top New Japan pro wrestling star at All Out. And that star might be the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, with the promo being the first hint of their possible match. Yeah, so Tanahashi cut a promo on Dynamite saying that he wanted to face the... Um, IWGP US Tag Champion in Japan, but then Moxley cut a promo towards the end of the show, basically saying that Tanahashi hadn't asked for a match while he was champion, and so basically, so specific words were he said Tanahashi was dead to him. This is yeah. specific words. You said yeah. he, he said basically said fuck you, you're dead to me. You never get a match. Mm. Oh. Uh, so, which means obviously they're going to have they're a match. going to have a match. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it because he was like, uh, what did he say? He was like, I was watching the Olympics yesterday, and I see all these people like going over. He was like, why can't I go over? He's like, as soon as I drop that belt, Lance Archer's going over there. Where was my invite to go over yeah. when I had the belt? And his, his sort of closing statement was, um, don't get too excited about the forbidden door being open because you might not like what's on the other side. Oh, what a line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Really, really fun. Um, a couple of bits of rest of the world news to move on yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, well, one that might pertain to AW, um, apparently Wrestling Observer again, uh, says that in addition to Impact Wrestling, AEW is also interested in signing Buddy Murphy. Oh, please do. Please Now, this do. is interesting because, well, one, he bangs. He can absolutely go. Two, he's looking swole. Yeah, and three, <laughs> he's got a lot of um, history with Malachi Black. Yeah. I mean, they and, referenced it in Malachi Black's little video, pro, like, vignette thing. Yeah, he, 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 he referenced uh, Matthew in Drinking, which is Buddy's real name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his first tweet was since debuting um, in AW was just Matthew dot dot dot. Oh, oh, do it, do it, do it, do it! I love Buddy Murphy. He's so good, so good. If you brought, if you, I mean, if you brought him in, they could they could have a program together, and then they could also tag together. You know, they could sort of have them tag together. Like he had this. Yeah, there's, he, there's a lot of stuff. He mentioned it on Dynamite this week, didn't he? Black. He said, uh, like, welcome to the House of Black. Or the House of Black. I want that to be his faction. Yeah. And I want the first members to be Buddy Murphy. Do it. Do it yeah. now. <laughs> uh, Simon, Simon Miller actually had a really good, he did a, a video about how Malachi Black could, before he even debuted, about how uh, Malachi Black could come into AW. And he said the way he would want it to happen would be in a tag team with Buddy Murphy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Or... It's a really good, if you want to go and check that out, it's a really good video. He makes some really good points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Fanana Mont, last bit uh, of news from the rest of the world. So during the Matt's Men Pro Wrestling podcast, uh, Andrew Zarian addressed the current rumours about Brock Lesnar. One person on a popular message board claimed that Lesnar has signed elsewhere, and this was from a 20-year source. Um, Zarian has burst that bubble and revealed that Lesnar is not talking to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, he said, the story is that Brock Lesnar is signed with another company and everyone is thinking it's AEW. I can tell you it's not AEW. They have spoken maybe once in passing, like nothing serious whatsoever. Everybody I asked about this, they laughed. I can only tell you they said, uh, I can only tell you what they said to me. So I saw something as well that said, apparently he signed with someone that isn't W, like an organization outside WWE. Yeah. Uh, another wrestling company was, was the, um, he said I mean, he signed to wrestle for another company. Where's he go? Japan? I mean, I, you, you think it's in Japan, don't you? He goes and just becomes a monster over there and has, yeah. you know, he wrestles Osprey, he wrestles a, a card. Because, like, look, he's Cobb. been in Japan before. 
oh, him and Jeff Cobb can just like Lesnar and Jeff Cobb oh. <laughs> can just destroy the entire world. <laughs> Fucking kaiju versus kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to wrestle like a fake city, like a little miniature yes. city, like they did for uh, which pay per view was it? The the was it Hell in a Cell when they had they, they were trying to promote the whole army of the dead thing and they turned the Thunderdome screens into like buildings and stuff oh, and there was yeah. smoke everywhere. I was just just do that. You just have actual about, buildings. Are, are you thinking about Kaiju Big Battle? No, I'm. I'm definitely, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> However, I mean, I, I I'd think love to see I, that in this. I think, I think there's a genuine chance it's, it's New Japan. Because, mm. like, you know, say the landscape is totally changed. He's been there before, so he's he's got contacts there. Exactly. Um, and also that, I mean, yes, he's. It's not him signing of AEW, but there's a chance he can show up there. Yeah, and I think that's. I Japan. think I think that's the best value getting. Brock Lesnar is like a one-off. How he gets used anyway? Yeah, special attraction sort of. But thing. I just I don't think you need if you're AW or if you're in even in Japan. I don't think you need to put him under a under a permanent contract. No, 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 no. Few appearances. He doesn't. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to be under contract. He doesn't want to be pairing on TV every week. He wants to co- go on and live on his farm for six months. Come in, wreck someone, leave, go back to his farm, hang out, exactly. chill out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just, he's not. Yeah. He's not. He's. Not, I mean, respect to Lesnar. He's not a. He's not a fan. He's not a mark. He's not. He's he's a he's a business guy. Wrestling is his job. He comes in. He does it. He gets paid. He goes home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fair play to him. And there is also that like Moxie's got real heat with him as well. Mm. Oh yeah, after their their match where apparently Lesnar just wasn't interested in anything he wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. And Moxie's a big player in AW, and he's got a lot of he's got a lot of clout. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I don't think uh, I don't think I don't think AW is a land employee for Lesnar in any way, shape, or form. Especially yeah, if they yeah, if they if they're CM Punk money around, um, they haven't got Lesnar money left after that. No, I mean, <laughs> Khan's got a lot of money. It's not got that much money. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I don't think he wants to spend that much money on talent in such a short space. I don't think I don't think Lesnar represents value to AW. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And his pockets are going to be empty once he's bought Final Countdown and Cult yeah. Personality <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm more after uh, this fire burns, mate. <laughs> yes, yes, boy. Big I, came on, I, came on, I came on the radio in the brewery yesterday, and I went fucking mental. <laughs> nice. That's it then. That wraps up this week's news episode. Uh, as I said at the top of the episode, uh, if there's anything we've missed out uh, or anything you want to discuss with us that we mentioned, give us a shout on our social media on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Thanks for joining us, guys. We very much appreciate it each and every week. Keep doing your thing to support us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.